Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're looking at a Saturn man. A man that's going to take you to the promised land in 2024. This guy's going to win league single-handedly for his owners in 2024. This man who finishes RB10 in 2023 with 11 total touchdowns. With a very slow start. Absolutely sitting atop of a lot of statistical categories This is a Saturn man. This is a man that will win leagues in 2024. And the Jameer Gibbs show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks. Live whenever we've got to talk about a Saturn man, a moon man. Here you go. The Saturn men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. This man, Jameer Gibbs, this man, Jameer Gibbs, will single-handedly walk you into the promised land, or potentially will, depends on how well you build the rest of your team. But this man will do no harm. This man will be a top five running back in 2024. And let's go over a few reasons why. I appreciate everybody being in here. Number one, 945 yards and 10 touchdowns, 5.2 a pop, with a very slow start. And this was it was such a slow start. A lot of people forget that when we're talking about, um, good God, where where are our cameras? What, what's everything? What's everything? What are we doing here? What's this? What's this Mickey Mouse uh, operation we got going on here? There we go. Okay, so in week one, I, I want to say it was about like mid season where there was total panic. So we week uh, we'll, we'll put this as week one. This is week 17. There was total panic right here. This is about the territory where it was was up and down, but you had people literally coming in about midseason and saying things like, Smitty, I can't believe you ruined my season, Smitty. I can't believe you told me to take Jameer Gibbs in the third round. And all the people that stumbled on in here and said, Oh, told you about Monty. All you guys drafting Jameer Gibbs thinking he was the guy. J- Jameer Gibbs took a while to get going. I wish he had not taken 
so long to get going. In a way, it could have been a blessing in disguise because he didn't hit any sort of rookie wall. He was very much uh, eased into the into the situation, kind of like Brees Hall coming back from Brees Hall's ACL tear. They eased him in perfectly. It kind of worked out just fine. I mean, top ten. That's 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 definitely fantastic. What's crazy is Bijan, who we all consider to be not a bust to us in in terms of talent or what we believe him to be or what he could have been and what he will become, but. But Bijan was running back nine. <laughs> you know, we're, we we look at Bijan like he he just completely. That was a pretty good year when you think about it. What Bijan did, and let me put Bijan's stats up real quick. What Bijan did coming in as running back nine, having eight uh, 1,463 total yards and eight touchdowns, and and what was it, fifty eight receptions, phenomenal. Given how much he was misused. Now, Jameer Gibbs came in slow, started off very slow. Uh, Monty looked like the best pick. Everybody said their season was toast. I can't believe I ruined my my draft listening to you, Smitty, drafting Jameer Gibbs in the third round. There's a lot of hate coming around uh, that time, if you remember back. It, w- it was it was a rough couple weeks, that, that one uh, stretch of games where people were just giving up on him. And we knew the, the, the real ride-and-die Jameer Gibbs believers weren't going to give up, but it was a rough patch. For sure. It kind of reminds me of the Brees Hall patch. Brees Hall had a little bit of a slow unveiling. Everybody panicking about uh, Dalvin Cook and what he was going to do. Look at Brees Hall. Look at Brees Hall. Running back three. Brees Hall was an absolute monster. Jameer Gibbs was an absolute monster. Even Bijan, given the, the, the context, was an absolute monster given he was playing almost a running back reserve role for the Atlanta Falcons. This man right here was an absolute gem in 20 midseason on. He was an absolute gem, roughly midseason on. He here are the yards per carry leaders in the NFL. Um, of course, Lamar Jackson and Fields are not running backs, but I just want you to get a sense of how good Jameer Gibbs was if we include the quarterbacks even. We're talking about Christian McCaffrey, Lamar, Fields, Jalen Warren. What a great season he was going to have. Had Najee not bounced back, had there not been kind of a shakeup in, in in Pittsburgh, I really wonder what Jalen Warren would have become. He was a definitely a show favorite, definitely had a, a big fan club here on the Fantasy Football Show, and then he got his opportunity kind of just randomly ripped out from under him. And it, it wasn't even all that uh, you know deserving to to not or undeserving to to take it away. But then Najee had a fantastic finish of the season like quite honestly we're gonna have to have a conversation about how good Najee looked down the stretch do we trust him he played fantastic but anyway neither here nor there Jameer Gibbs 5.2 anything above 5.0 yards per carry is elite you don't average five yards per carry unless you're a monster you know, when you're getting a lot of carries. And Jalen Warren got enough carries to, to be able to say that. That's why I'm so excited about Jalen Warren from a very sneaky, crafty, maybe moon man perspective. But Kyron Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Christian McCaffrey, this is a great, great, this is great company to be in. Jameer Gibbs, 5.2 yards per carry. Just, just an absolute gem. Then when you look at other metrics and other statistical categories, like let's call it 20-plus uh, yard runs, Jameer Gibbs number two with 10 20-plus yard runs. He's in good company. James Conner, McCaffrey, Devon Achan. Look at Najee right there. Brees Hall right there with seven. These are the big boys. These are the guys that break off big, long runs, and they do it consistently. 
And if there is a stat or two that I really enjoy to tell and paint a proper picture about what a player is capable of consistency-wise, it is 20 and 40-plus yard runs. Because you can't trip and fall into league-leading 20-plus yard runs. You can't. You look at this list right here and you say to yourself, okay, why is Najee here? A lot of it's pure brute force volume, okay? But it doesn't matter. He looked really good down the stretch. You don't trip and fall. These are elite players or they're getting elite volume. James Conner, this makes sense. James Conner was getting, he was ripping them off at the end of the season. And there is, it's more, I would say, brute force volume mixed with very good talent versus absolutely amazing talent for Jameer Gibbs with pretty decent volume. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, which one comes first? Which one's more going to feed you more production? Christian McCaffrey's an amazing balance of being absolutely elite and having absolutely elite production. And, 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 and the thing about it is, is Achan was barely even used when you look at it from from a big picture standpoint, 103 carries, that is the lowest mo- amount of carries on this list right here. And that's why Devon Achan cracked the... Achan. Achan. That's why Achan cracked the list before uh, any of these guys. Because Achan, let me see if I can get the Achan board up here. Uh, Achan, here we go. Achan, he was a Saturn man, 800 yards, eight touchdowns, 11 total touchdowns. Uh, this guy has more, he's averaging better yards per carry than anybody in the history of the National Football League. This guy is the number one yards per carry monster in the history of the NFL. In the history of the NFL, nobody's a better yards per carry player. And to see Devon Achan, I know this is Jameer Gibbs' time to shine, and I'm stepping all over it by talking about Devon Achan, but that's just amazing right there. 800 yards, 103, and he's right here with the most, he's he's fifth, what is he, uh, third, uh, let's see, Achan's fourth in 20-plus yard runs with 103 attempts. Does anybody understand how impressive that is? I don't mean to step on your time to shine, Gibbs, but are we really understanding that this man is fourth in the National Football League in 2023, Devon Achan, with eight 20-plus yard runs on 100 carries? That's unbelievable. That's almost a 10% clip. That's crazy. That's absolutely ludicrous. But back to Jameer Gibbs. 182-10, that ain't half bad. In fact, that's second in the league. Now, you got to ask yourself, Smitty, what's going to happen with uh, Monty? What's going to happen? You tell me what you really think is going to happen between Monty and Gibbs. If you don't sense the the the, the distribution of, of trust and volume and touchdown opportunities shifting in the direction of Gibbs already, then you haven't been paying attention and you're just trying to hang on and cling on to your, your early Monty take, which seemed to be working really well for everybody that said, no Gibbs, I'm drafting Monty instead. Ha ha, we proved all of you right wrong. Monty's the guy and then it started to flip. Monty's has a lot of mileage. He's been beat up a lot. He gets injured a lot. Gibbs is going to be an absolute monster. Gibbs is going to to Saturn. To Saturn. I have no doubt about it. And if I had to give you my projection for Jameer Gibbs in 2020 
four, it would be 1,100 rushing yards over 9.45. So 945 this year, 1,100 next year. Uh, 5.2 yards per carry, 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, which this is ama- this is amazing. Ten touchdowns, ten rushing touchdowns. He was a double-digit rushing touchdown player. That's going to go up to twelve. But this is phenomenal when you really break it down. This eleven touchdowns is the same as as Devon Achan, which is kind of crazy. Look at this eleven touchdowns doesn't change. Both that eleven touchdowns are both in good company. Uh, and then fifty-two receptions. I'm, I'm going to kick that up to about seventy. And 316 yards, I'm kicking up to 510. And one receiving touchdown, I'm kicking up to four. That's 16 total touchdowns. That is over 1,600 total yards and 70 receptions. And that makes him a running back one to four in 2024. You're going to Saturn. To Saturn. And you are Saturn Man, number six. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Look at him. Look at him. Spaceman. Look at these six monsters. Now, I will I will tell you, I, I'm moving this to eight seats because we're already full on six. Now, I will say that the remaining two seats, one might be a big-name player. The other might be something along the lines of a JD5 type of reach. Because I want, I want the Mar- I want the Saturn men to be secure, big name players, the ones I'm, I'm Smitty approving, and and telling you that I trust. I I want to give you that that comfort of okay, these are the the first round, second round guys that are smashes, okay. But I also want at least two pretty big swings in there. JD five. I believe is a pretty damn good one. I don't think people think that's a good one, and that's what I want. And I'm not trying to just throw mud at the wall, but I love when a bold prediction pisses somebody off. I love when a bold prediction doesn't even jive 100% of my own audience because then I know I'm actually able to help everybody. So you will see another Saturn man enter the picture. Probably going to be somebody of significance. Probably could be a guy that rhymes with uh, uh, BD Pam. It, it could be someone along along those lines. It could be another player. Um, I'm trying not to put like CMC and JJ in the mix because they're 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 everybody's like top pick at each position, and I'm trying to be a little more helpful than that with the Saturn Man list. But you'll see one more player get added, and you'll see another. Uh, another more risky player get at it. I know some of you want a certain position. I can't really force it. If they're a Saturn man, they're a Saturn man. We don't discriminate against positions or titles or where someone comes from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are an equal opportunity Saturn man employer. So I won't force it. But I will say that I do believe uh, uh, somebody probably, probably by the name of uh, PD Pam, uh, rhymes with PD Pam, get, <laughs> get, get, uh, uh, chopped, lamb chopped potentially hang tight on that. I'm not a hundred percent sure that's going to be the big name player, but we'll, we'll come in strong. Um, yeah. So 1100 yards, 1600 total yards, 1610 specifically 70 receptions, 
16 total touchdowns, 5.5 a pop, a pop. That will put Jameer Gibbs inside the top one to four running backs, depending on how good everybody does. That is my boy. That is my boy. We were here before anybody. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. Got him. Jameer Gibbs, give us a ring. We need we need an interview. We need you on the show, pal. We need you on the show, pal. Dial me up. Dial me up. Uh, uh, we got a couple super chats here. One from Perps here. $20 holler like the monster he is. Alert. Super chat alert. Perps, appreciate you, my boy. Perps coming in hot with a super. Perps says, hey, Smitty. Hey, Smitty. About time. It's Gibby time, boys. Uh, appreciate you dropping your super, young man. You are the man, the myth, the legend. The man that goes by Perps that drops all kinds of gifted memberships. No, I'm not trying to trigger you to do that. Always, always appreciate it. Never expected. But anybody that got uh, a gifted membership from Perps over the last couple days or really this year, please thank him. Because he's been dropping them like fire, giving them out like candy, being an absolute generous man, and he wants everybody to to spread the word, build community, and uh, drop your Jameer Gibbs e- exclusive YouTube membership emoji right now if you've got them. Uh, phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Jameer. Gibbs is here to stay. Uh, let's see what the chat's saying here. Gibbs going to ball out this year. That's right, D-Town. Can't dispute. Hope I can draft Gibbs. Absolutely. It's Gibbs day indeed. And I know that a lot of people are probably wondering when the bigger, deeper predictions are going to happen. And the answer is now. Now that we got the big names out of the way, again, we might have one more could be a wide receiver, not because I'm forcing a wide receiver, but just because he's next up on the list. Um, but yeah, so here are the, the obvious calls. The Saturn men. One small. Minus JD5. JD5 is the big, the big splash. So one more bold, big name. One more kind of deeper in the weeds, out of nowhere, out of pocket, make a lot, ruffle a lot of feathers type of call, then we'll have our eight Saturn men kind of set in place. Then we start working on the moon men and the Mars men. And there's nothing wrong with being a Mars man. There's nothing wrong with being atop the Mars man list. Nothing wrong with being on the moon man list, but the moon men and Mars men will have a little bit different feel to them. The moon men will be riskier. The, the Moon Men will probably have a, a 65% land rate. Maybe 70 if we're lucky. 
And I think people need to understand that thoroughly so they don't go into their draft and draft a whole slew of, of moon men. And then you're waiting on them for half a season. Like, the amount of people that drafted only a moon man team last year were, were crazy. And that's why I kind of have this broken down the way it is. We have a Saturn, which you could literally draft an entire team of and you're not, you're not risking much. Mars men are going to be a little bit in between, but a little bit more, you know, like secure calls and the moon men are going to be some of the tank Dells of 2024 in the in the moon man capacity so get ready for that uh ron navy you're live hey hey i got through i, I love the new show the fantasy running back show yeah <laughs> so you can't you can't draft the full saturn man team because five of the six are running backs. well you can if you want you can if you want. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. I'm not gonna force anybody. I mean, there we got so many Mars men, and Mars men are fantastic. There's no shame in being on the Mars man list. It's the the Moon men, the Mars, the Saturn men list are gonna be. Um, there, there's there's 15 to 20 other players that could be Saturn men. Like we could argue all day long about this guy should go over this guy, this guy should go over this guy. And some might say JD5 should be a, a Mars man. And maybe I move JD5 to the Mars man list and we open up a spot. I, I, I mean, it's possible. I try not to make too much movement because I don't want it to feel like the list sells on people. I don't want anybody to feel like, man, I drafted. But moving from one list to another on in rare form, that's far, but I still, there's a reason I did it. And I'm, I'm sticking to it. Uh, JD5, I think, is going to be that guy. But I need a couple of those swings. It feels right. It feels like the one that I, I truly believe in myself. And so I'm, I'm going to stick to it for now. I, the, the only thing you might you might see is maybe once or twice every like four, I don't know. Maybe three times total on the whole year will we have somebody drop off. We had Kadarius Tony on the Moon Man list. We took him off like last year. So we certainly could do that. Like, if, especially if someone gets injured, I'm not going to just stick somebody on the Moon Man list because he was there, leave him. Like, people are ridiculous with that. I can't believe you didn't leave so-and-so on the Moon Man list. I drafted him. Like, wh what do you want me to do? Gets injured, a situation changes. You want me to just stick to my guns and continue to pump out Kadarius Tony content because you drafted him, Bob? Like, it's going to happen. But on rare occasion, because... I believe in these guys with conviction and it's going to take an injury or something crazy to move someone down. But what we do have is the mid-season monster list. And that is a place for when situations kind of change. We're not selling on the moon man or Mars man or Saturn man. But if a situation changes, like in the, in the case of Penix, and Penix is still not removed from the moon man list, but he might be because his landing spot could potentially open the door for maybe a more crafty but longer to unfold type of situation. And I truly believe by at least midseason, he'll be a monster. And this list is no more watered down or anything in terms of value. It's just a matter of, of predicting it. Like last year, for example, the midseason mon monster list was right here. And it was fantastic. Look at this list. JSN, Camara, Brees Hall. Um, Flowers, Herbert and Roshan missed, but I think it, th this list can still be very powerful. They still will be Moon Men capacity at some point. It just could take some time. But man, this guy, this guy, Jameer Gibbs, this is a Jameer Gibbs show. So 
If you got a projection for Jameer Gibbs, Ron, spit it out. For next year? Yeah. What about this right here? I think, yeah. I think uh, next year Gibbs gets 1,100 yards rushing um, and... I'd say 300 yards passing. Passing? Catching, receiving. Oh, receiving. Yeah. <laughs> and passing. Receiving. Well, and passing, gets, passing and uh, receiving are different, but okay. So 300 I receiving. I mean, he had 300 last year. You don't think he upset? He had 316? Yeah, maybe. All right, let's give him 400. All right, how many total and touchdowns? I, I think... Um, 13. 13, okay. So two more. So not a huge bump for you. You don't have him going up significantly. Well, he's, he's going to extra touchdowns because he's going to be more active in more games than he was this year. But um, I don't think his role changes. I think Monty will still be there and, you know, Monte will will definitely take some touchdowns away from him that he could have had. But um, I upped him. What did he get for rushing this year? I forget. Nine forty five. I I put him at eleven hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, He had ten rushing. rushing touchdowns this year. That's unbelievable. And I put him at twelve. Uh, Fifty two receptions. I put him at seventy. Three sixteen. I put him at five ten. And one touchdown receiving, I put him at four. So I have him at sixteen yeah, total seven. touch, sixteen total touchdowns, sixteen hundred total yards, and uh, seventy receptions is what I'm expecting. Because that that's like he, he wasn't wrong. he wasn't used until midseason. Uh, Tra- Travis, right. Travis Rowe, you're live. What, what's your projection here? Gibbs man extraordinaire. Could get to eleven hundred. I think he's probably closer to a thousand still in the same range, and you know maybe eleven hundred. But I, th- I think he's closer to like six fifty, seven hundred, seven hundred fifty receiving yards. I, th- I think we start to see like really similar to uh, McCaffrey Meyer type numbers. Camara. Yeah, I could see that. I could Camara, see. Yeah, I could see know, like when Camara and Ingram were there. Yeah, I could the see. Time. I could see this balancing different, you know, a thousand yards and then 600, 700 receiving. I, I definitely could. Um, yeah, and I, I think, uh, what did you fine. have for, was it 12 rushing and four? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put it around that, maybe like 10 and six, you know, same 15, 16 total. Yeah. He feels like, he feels like a 14 I, plus lock if he, if he's healthy all year. Cause that, just the way, yeah, the way, I, the I, way I, he and HN have this acceleration. They're very similar. I know a lot of people don't think they're as similar as I make it out to be, but I believe they are because when I watch like footage of them, especially if I put it side by side, I've done this on my Instagram, and they're two of the pretty much same plays from about like the 10-yard line, and their acceleration is just unbelievable. And so their ability to score those 10-yard touchdown runs untouched, are that's going to be two, three, four of them right there. Uh, breakaways when Gibbs is in the top two and 20 plus yard runs, you know, that tells you that he's going to have at least, you know, three, four or five of those, you know, rip off touchdowns. You're taking something, a house 20 plus yards out. 
So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about, like, just a, he's got a baked-in amount of touchdowns that aren't even, like, you know, the normal close, you know, one, two, three, four-yard, you know, goal line type stuff. I, I know, I know Monty will still be in the picture, but I don't, I mean, I think we're all kind of feeling that, like, even near the goal line, they don't just take Gibbs out anymore. You know, they'll, they'll rotate them at times, yeah, I mean, but, like, it's not like it used to be where it's like they get to the three-yard line, all of a sudden they go, put the touchdown specialist in. That's how it felt in the beginning of the year. We're like, son of a... Now it's like if Gibbs is in the game and he gets them down there, they'll, they'll you know, unless they call a timeout or something, they'll let him stay in and he'll punch it in. So that's, that's great news. Uh, Gibbs is just... I mean, they got excited about him for a reason on draft day, and I think they truly do see him... As their future, I don't think they look at it like this is a Monty and Gibbs future, you know, situation. I, I believe they love Monty. They want to use Monty. They want to keep Gibbs healthy. They may they may be looking to throw to him more um, next year, like you said, and and keep him fresh to a degree. But I mean, this guy at five six yards a carry doesn't need twenty carries a game. We don't want him getting twenty carries a game. So Mon- there's plenty of room for Monty. Um, do you, would you consider? Uh... Like how, how do you how does he measure up as a ball carrier to Kamara? Do you think do you think he's a little bit better? Uh, I mean now it's easy to say that now. Like in in Kamara's prime, yeah, he yeah, he was. I mean, we got to be yeah. fair and say like in in Kamara's prime, I think Gibbs isn't there yet between the tackles. Uh, but I believe he's got the acceleration advantage. He's got the big play ability. Advantage. I mean, Camaro was a good big play ability guy too, but this guy's unlike any other running back, but a Chan in the league in terms of that ability to. Uh, again, this number I, I, I reference it because you can't really trip and fall into twenty plus yard and and forty plus yard stats. You just can't. You know when you when you lead the league in in and again with Connor, it's it's. It's a combination of talent. I'm not saying he's not talented, but it's also pure volume. And so his situation's elite, yeah. and that's why he was kind of down the stretch. We kept calling him like a must-start for people that were wavering on Connor, and Connor won a lot of championships because down the stretch they just fed him. Um, and he's he was banged up, and you know he kind of disappointed at certain parts in the year. But you can't trip and fall into 10, 9, 11, 8, you know, and, and Najee, Ron's, Ron's boy Najee's on this list, a combination of of pure volume, and then at the end of the year, he started to look really good. Like, I'm, we're going to have a, a crazy conversation because I love, and we look at the yards per carry with Jalen Warren right here. Jalen Warren was fourth in the league, even if you include Fields and Lamar, so he's the second running back in the league in yards per carry, Jalen Warren. So we're going to have a conversation and debate in the offseason about which one of these guys has more appeal at their ADP because Najee has disappointed, but, God, he looked good at the end of the year. He looked like a whole new man. And so, you know, him, too, getting this amount of 20-plus yard runs is impressive. Saquon Barkley, where is he going to go? Seven 20-plus yard runs. This man may want to return, may not want to return. Where does he go? Brees Hall unveiled slowly, seven twenty-yard-plus runs. But again, this is about Bre- this is about Jameer Gibbs, not to sh- take the 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 spotlight away from him. Ten twenty-plus-yard runs with a slow start is fantastic. I, this guy's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, um, I guess in terms of 
rushing ability. I, I get that. What, Ron? That Najee's going to have a hell of a uh, game Sunday. Let's hope. Let's hope he continues. If he if he can leave the the year, even if the Steelers win or lose, whatever, win two games, lose, they're gonna win. Whatever, whatever happens, if Najee can finish on top, like if he can do this again and look strong and run tough, then it's gonna be an interesting ADP territory for him next year. Because I don't think I'm willing oh to invest something super high, but like I'm impressed with the way he looks. He looks. It's almost as if like. He's been banged up a lot, and that's a concern, but, like, it feels like he's finally healthy. I feel like he's been injured for, like, two years or something. It really does look like he's finally healthy, which is concerning. It took that long, but, like, he looks really good. It's not just that. The offensive line is blocking better. That, too. The offensive line has a lot to do with that. So, it's not all nausea. It is the the line. It is. It's that's true, uh, but at the same time, like you watch him, and he's like not giving up. He's like just running so tough, and we didn't really see that before. But it's a combination. Yeah, he, for looks, sure. he looks fresh. Yeah, he just looks um, healthy. It's weird. Heard, it's weird. It's weird. What? On the TV, my heart about something when they, when they're when Belichick retired or retired, but you know, leaving leaving New England. Did, First place they mentioned was Atlanta, and I was like, "No, please, God, no." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belichick going to Atlanta, Atlanta would they... would be a disaster. Would be a Belichick literally. Guess, um... He's the worst choice for Atlanta. Worse because he he you know he can't solve quarterback problems. Everybody thinks that because he had Tom Brady, he knows he's the quarterback whisperer. He's not. Tom Brady might I remind everybody was not meant to ever start. He was drafted as a backup, and you could say that's amazing that they had enough belief in him to put him on the roster. They need to get flowers for that. That whole New England organization needs flowers for drafting Tom Brady. But no one thought he was going to be that guy. I don't think Bill even thought he was going to be that guy. And they even had a dilemma when Bloodsoe was healthy to come back. They had to make a choice. Do we go back to Bloodsoe, who's an elite quarterback at the time, or do we go with the guy, Tom Brady, who looks like he's got so much promise and they made the decision to go with Tom Brady? Bill Belichick doesn't know quarterbacks. I I, I just think he, he it was a combination of he's a really good he's a really good at certain things, and you give him Tom Brady, it was the perfect formula. It was just a marriage match made in heaven. I'm not saying Bill Belichick can't do well in LA. I'm not saying he couldn't go somewhere and do well, but he needs to not be in control of the quarterback hunt for Let's call it Washington, Atlanta, or Seattle. And not to mention the way he misused Ramondre Stevenson scares the hell out of me for what he would do to Kenneth Walker and that combination of, of, of situations. The Bijan Robinson situation. And uh, I mean, I'd rather him go to Washington yep. because Washington to me, I'm not like I'm not like huge on and I know we were big on Dotson in the offseason, but he's pretty much disappointed us so badly. I don't think any of us are going to trust him even remotely close to a high draft pick. So, like, if he's going to go somewhere, put Bill in Washington or put him in Tennessee or put him in Carolina because I could care less about those assets and at, at those locations. I That's where I want Bill Belichick to go. If he goes to Atlanta, I'm going to be so upset. 
If he goes to Seattle, I'll be, I'll be pretty mad. Um, I, it's a little bit better, I think, to go here in Seattle than here in Atlanta. But I still don't know what that means for Kenneth Walker. Like the last thing I want is Walker to. I want Walker to go to a coach that wants to just use the guy. You know, I feel like I feel like uh, Pete Carroll loved him, which was great. But Pete Carroll, I don't think he deployed the right system for him. But we'll see. But yeah, that's that's a. You know, it's another topic, but. You know what's funny. Is it's a that's a theme in the NFL, right? Bledsoe goes down, Brady takes over. Uh, Purdy gets in after an injury. Roethlisberger gets in after an injury. Warner, uh, I mean um, Warner. Warner yeah, was the, Warner, Warner is probably the after, second biggest one ever. Um, but that is a huge trend. I mean, that happens. It's like these these new guys. They're, they're, they they get in. They get thrown into the mix, and they t- end up being, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, some of them, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, this is what this is what a lot of people hope for would happen somehow, some way with O'Connell because he looks so promising in the preseason, didn't quite unfold the way we wanted. Um, Hal was pretty intriguing. He didn't really pan out fully, but he had some good moments, and there's still some promise there. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have kind of like. You know, you, you wonder like how good uh, other quarterbacks that kind of come to, come to mind, I guess, that are kind of waiting in the wings. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there are that many right now that have that have that feel at all. But I don't know. Doesn't build a no the Commanders, but like not the Seattle. I mean, I, I always thought Malik 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 Cunningham was was the guy I mean I kept saying it all off season and in season that the best quarterback on the New England Patriot roster was Malik Cunningham and Bill Belichick just refused like you had him you kept bringing him back you'd cut him he clear waivers the Jets wouldn't go after him which was just so upsetting to me and then the the Patriots would re-sign him to the practice squad they cut him again he passed through waivers nobody would claim him he'd go back to the practice squad like they kept bringing him back they obviously like Malik Cunningham enough but how does Bill Belichick not know that Malik Cunningham is the best quarterback on the roster? Or at least the guy that should be at least given the opportunity. He's with Baltimore and how now. Do you not keep Go ahead, yeah, Travis. How do you not keep him over the 53rd guy on the roster? You know, like, that, that's as simple as you can get. You just you keep him on the roster. But for his sake, though, he's in the perfect spot now. If he can sit behind the walk for a couple of years and really learn you know, and continue to work on his craft, he could be something. I, mean, he's still I, like him. I like him a lot. All right, let me read these three super chats, then I'm going to go around the phone line here. Don't forget about Doug Flutie, says Perps. Um, correct. Smitty, can you do a playoff lineup for us where you pick one guy from each team in the playoffs? Um, I We could talk about that, uh, and we could do some underdog drafts as well, and I, I could do some – I'm going to do some lineup rankings maybe tomorrow. So I'll do kind of like a playoff lineup ranking type of, of thing, I think. So that should help you. Thank you for the super chat. Gibbs will go north of 1,100 rushing yards, says Perps. I, I definitely could see it. That's why I projected it here. I think what Travis is saying makes sense, too. Like, could I see him have, like, 1,000 even and 700? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like this is going to be the the line. I think the way they used him, it kind of indicated to me they want to run him a lot between the tackles more than maybe we ever thought. But maybe they revert back. 
wouldn't shock me. All I know is he's going to be above 1,500, 1,600 total yards if he's healthy. Uh, DeBolt, you're live. Then I'm going to go over to Sebastian. DeBolt, what can I do for you? What's up? What's up? Hey, um, so, in regards to uh, Gibbs, uh, I kind of like him a lot more than others just because everyone, you know, everyone talks about HN. Oh, he's, he's injury prone and yeah. whatever. Monty's an injury prone one. I don't. I don't remember the last time he played a full season, and I don't believe he's gonna play a full season. He's gonna get hurt again, and I believe it's gonna be more of a uh, gives filled more more than everyone thinks because Monty's there. So I think Gibbs. I don't. Is gonna I don't know how much. I don't know how much though you you can really say that because I think he's pretty hyped right now. I feel like I'm hopeful that there's... I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping that there is some sort of negativity around Gibbs or some sort of... And that could be, you know, just with a, a bad one game in, in the in an exit, a one and done for Detroit. If, let's say, Gibbs gets 40 total yards, and that's it. Then maybe it triggers some sort of, like, cautionary tale in the offseason. Like, maybe Gibbs isn't going to be... You know, but I think as of this moment being bad i'm talking about monty being bad I'm no no no, no, no i no, I, I know that i'm saying that you're saying that you like oh, gibbs okay. more than most and i'm saying i don't i don't know that that he can i mean uh, people are very excited about gibbs so the way you said that i was like you're okay. going to be able to steal him and i'm or, or there's going to be some value there i wonder how high he'll go i think you you're really rooting for him not to have a huge wild card weekend because if he does i think he's cemented in the top six overall so I'm just saying, like that, I, no, I would temper no. your expectations of like you're going to get him in a lot of drafts. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. No, no, no. I'm saying that Gibbs, you should go after Gibbs. I know, I know. Because I believe he's going to ball out a lot more than like he did. Put 950 yeah, on the I, ground, I got you. Just... 400 around in the air, like with being slowly brought into the into the rotation, slowly brought into their game plan. Mainly, it was Monty in the first like first like five six games. I believe it's going to be reverse effect. Yeah, but what I'm saying I is what I'm saying shatter. is I mean, it's going to shatter. I know, I got you. What I'm saying is, I think you're posing it like it's a it's not a take that everyone is going to share. And I'm just saying, be prepared. Everybody already feels that way. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think anybody. Oh, I feel, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think anybody thinks Monty's the guy anymore. Um, he'll still oh, be no, there. No, that's why. Yeah, he'll still be there, and I oh, think yeah, definitely. Everybody's still expecting him to to take on some work, and he needs to. We don't want Gibbs to get. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I I temper your expectations of that. Not everyone's not feeling this way because I think they are. But what is your projection? Oh, yeah, What's your projection? They, they should. What's your projection here? For for uh, Gibbs, well, yeah. he did 9:45 with a slow with a slow year. I'll put it. I'll call it a slow year for him. Yep. I would say at least thirteen hundred on the ground and Woo! at least six hundred in the air. He had what? Nineteen hundred total. TVs, okay. 19... Ten, ten on the ground, one in the air. So nineteen hundred total. Probably same on the ground. I say uh, to- total touchdowns. Ten, six, or sixteen. Okay. Okay. Wow. That'd be that would be running back one overall if he had nineteen hundred total yards, sixteen touchdowns. How many receptions? Uh, we did wrong. Fifty. 52. So I'm not giving that much more in there. 52, yeah. So I'm not giving that much more in there. Maybe around 70. That's a lot. that extra, what, about 200 yards? Yeah. 
That's a lot. Give or take, but uh, I, I, I just don't. I, I've never. I, I understand money, and, and, and I've always been a Phil Herbert uh, believer. And I was like, Mom, he's better than Monty. Monty always gets hurt, and he did all the time. And, Monty, and Herbert balled out, and Herbert got a shot, and it didn't do nothing. <laughs> but, but with uh, with Gibbs, it's just it's Gibbs, Brees, and Bijan. I believe those three are gonna just. It's it, no stopping. Yep, changing they're of the guard. Have they're gonna have groundwork. They're gonna have air Changing of the guard. Yeah. All right, hang tight here, Debolt. Let me go over to Sebastian. Sebastian, your life. Thank you, Debolt. I think he's gonna be fine next year, but long term, what do you think of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Um, real quickly, what do you think of Gibbs? Don't be selfish. Uh, um. I think he's going to be RB number two overall, okay. if not RB one. I, okay. I really do think so. It's it's going to be between him, Bijan, Breeze. Uh, at least two of those guys are going to take up the top five. Okay. Once the season ends, uh, accounting for, for injuries. As for Jalen Hurts, I would say I'm I'm not worried about him long term. I mean, he's a quarterback. His shelf life is long. Um, even if he suffered some massive like knee injury, you know, we're not wishing that upon him. But like, let's say like he come back and. He's going to be in the league a while, and I think that I think the volatility in Philly could get ironed out a little bit. I I don't know that Philly's got it all. To, they don't. I mean, I, I know they don't. They don't have it all put together right now. It's it's a mess. Philly could absolutely lose this uh, this first game against the Bucks. I think they win it. I don't think the just because I don't think the the Bucks what they put up nine points. They barely could get. To, I you know and and we've seen teams like the Raiders. When the Raiders in the what was the worst game in the history of the NFL, the Raiders versus the Vikings, wasn't it three zero? And it was the the next yes. the next week the Raiders put up what was it 60, 60 something points. Sixty three so like, to twenty one. Yeah, so we can't draw too many conclusions about Tampa Bay having nine points the other the last game, but I do believe they they feel they feel like they're they're not they crawled into the playoffs. Anything can happen. The, the Philadelphia Eagles are certainly banged up. A.J. Brown's not healthy. Who knows if he even ends up playing. Um, Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, uh, 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 Devonta Smith. I keep wanting to say Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Devonta Smith is is ready to go. Um, I, I still think this team's going to win this game, but would not be shocked if they got destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys um, should the Dallas Cowboys advance through Green Bay, I could see at this point in the in the game here, if this bracket goes per what I have here, I could see the Dallas Cowboys destroying the Philadelphia Eagles if they don't get their crap together, if A.J. Brown's not healthy. But it's still a player in Hurts that I think could win any game at any moment. He reminds me of Josh Allen in that like it 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 doesn't matter what's happened. I think in any given moment, if the defense steps up, if he gets any support at all, Hurts could run for two touchdowns, score three total touchdowns, and walk in a, a winning score like he did a few weeks ago where everybody was like counting him out. He walks in the touchdown, and everyone's just like, yeah, never mind. He's still it. He's still got it. He's still the guy. I, I have no questions about his future value. I've loved this guy for a long time. Hurts was a big breakout. He was a moon man. When, when a majority of the fantasy football uh, content-creating world was doubting him against him, calling him a potential bust, he's calm, he's cool, he's collected, and he just needs, they just need better, they need better coaching, to be honest. 
I, I'm not I'm not huge on Sirianni. I I think he's done very very well in certain parts of what he does, but he clearly he's arrogant and I don't think he has it all put together. I think the offensive coordinator uh, shot that they took this year, the, the loss of Steichen and everything that that you know he brought to the table is left them with holes that they have not filled. So that it's just gonna it's gonna be a rough playoff outing for them, even against the Bucks, and then hopefully they can put it all together. But I don't know. But I, I wouldn't have any concerns about his dynasty value or his long term value, bro. And then uh, is AJB on a long term contract yet? AJB, he's not a free agent, but uh, Ziggy, what is AJ Brown's contract? According to an Alexa Answers contributor. Brown signed a one-year, $3.1 million contract, which included a more than $916,000 in base salary, a $2 million signing bonus, and more than $370,000 in a roster bonus. Ziggy off. Here's his contract right here. Um, I, it's just, is it say Jerry, was it saying Jerry Brown? Oh, no. It, it was just showing I think so. it was some guy on the Browns that said, huh? AJ, AJ Brown's contract. What is AJ Brown's contract? I think he was saying it correctly, but it was showing something else. Okay, here's his contract. Uh, AJ Brown, um, potential out in 2025. Uh, not that they would necessarily want out. I'm just reading it off. He's he's a unrestricted free agent in 2027. He ain't going okay, anywhere. I know Smith is. Uh, he, they're either going to take a fifth year option or uh, next year his contract ends. Yeah, they can franchise tag him, though. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought the Eagles were an interesting situation. I mean, they could, they could, they'll they franchise tag him versus letting him go. But he's not an unrestricted free agent until 2026, Devonta Smith. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not a, a, they're not at risk of losing him. They got, they got the boys together for a while. And, and granted, he could still want to hold out, you know, and try and, but it would be it would it wouldn't be this off season. It would be the next off season. But yeah, he's uh, unrestricted free agent in twenty. Well, what the hell is going on with this contract here? It says unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty six. It might be a team option in twenty twenty five. Yeah, because four years on the rookie deal, and then his uh, fifth year option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, fifth year option. That's right. But it's twenty twenty six that he would be. Unrestricted free agent, not 2025, though. Oh, yeah, I counted it wrong. Not yeah, bad. that's why. So he they, they, they'll they they'll roll him out this year, and then he'll he'll hold out or want money probably next offseason, walking into this final year. He won't want to play his final what, year. What are your thoughts on uh, Joe Burrow in, in uh, Superflex? I, I've seen people say he's as high as top five overall. I mean, sure. I I think you could put Stroud above Burrow, Burrow above Stroud. You could put, um, I mean, he's probably a four to eight guy, four to eight overall guy. I don't think you, I don't think he's a lock of any kind in the top four or five. I think it's his preference. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to have Burrow like five or six this year out of all quarterbacks. All right, uh, Sebastian, hang tight. I know you're just going to roll through quite 
<laughs> Sebastian's got a whole book booklet of questions that have nothing to do with one another. He's just going through one after the other. I love Sebastian. Okay, hold on. Ron Navy, what else do you want to talk about? Hey. <laughs> Sebastian, you don't need to leave. I was just I was just saying, hold on a second. He hung up. He took I think he took that wrong. <laughs> it was just one after the other. So I said, hold on, Sebastian. And then he hung up. <laughs> All right, what can I do for you, Ron? Uh, not much. I just called in to talk about the Belichick thing and, you know, be a, be, try to be a funny clown like I normally am by saying the fantasy uh, running back show. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just... No, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm not forcing any positions, though, just so everybody knows. But th- there's plenty of room on the moon man list. We're going to get wide receivers galore. But I think me putting Saturn men as majority running backs is telling of my best player available mentality in the first round this year. I will be running back heavy by design. So, you know. Yeah. It's, you've, always, you've always been biased towards for the running backs. I mean, that's just how you are. Mm, I mean, me too. I've always. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say last year, last year I was way open-minded to wide receiver in round one. But, uh, but traditionally, yes, I have been over the course of time. But I think this year more than ever, I still got to do a bus show. I still got to not not because remember when is a fun form of conversation. I think it's I I hate doing the let's do the fantasy football uh, you know uh, awards. Who is the like we don't need to talk about the past unless it's helping our now. And so I will, you know, we will remember the past and talk about it as it relates to right this second. Like, what do we think here? Look what we thought here. What do we think? Like, that all makes sense. But I would love to go over from a let's learn from it perspective, the top like 40 overall players last year and take a look at how many of them busted and talk about who might rebound of those players and who might fall victim to the same sort of thing that we saw unfold in 2023 because it's been it's been insane i'm gonna do a video on it i'm gonna do a video on it Did some... do that um before or after the coaching situations have been figured out i don't know whenever i have time Pro- probably try try to do it before i'll probably do it in the next like week it, it might with the coach, whatever coaches go on, a, on any given player it could change you could probably... have a player that you're not very high on but then they get the right coach in there, and you're like high on them because of yeah. the coach. Yeah. Or vice versa. Uh, Sebastian, call back in. I didn't, I didn't mean for you to hang up, bro. Maybe he had to go real quick. Maybe he was, maybe he's not mad. I don't know. Did, did I sound like uh, that? Did I sound like that was mean? Did I did I say it in a mean way? He he just kept going, and I had to stop him, or he wasn't gonna stop asking a new question. I had to roll through the phone line. So I did I sound like I I didn't sound mean, did I? No, you're not. Okay. Yeah. It was it was just like they were all unrelated, which is fine. And I love that. Like sometimes I, you know, I'll be like, let's open the phone lines and, and not many people call. And I'll be like, where's Sebastian when I need him? You know, because Sebastian will rip off eight questions that are totally unrelated to each other. Just one after the other. He's got a notebook of them. Sebastian's notebook. In fact, we should have a little scene. Sebastian, let's take a look at Sebastian's notebook. We'll hit the button and it'll pull up his notebook and we can see what he's writing down. <laughs> It kind of like the, uh, the sleeping, the sleeping thing he had. Yeah, we got, we still got that. Hold on, let me get Which this caller. Let me, let me get this caller on. Nine zero nine caller. Who is this? Nine zero nine. Who is this? And where are you calling from? What's your name? I'm from uh, Los Angeles. 
Mike from where? Los Angeles, LA. Oh, oh, Mike from LA. Okay, you sound like you were blah 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 blah. Mike, Mike from above. I thought you just. Okay, what can I do for you, Mike? How you doing, Smitty? How you doing? I'm good, bro. What are you thinking? What are you, what are you thinking? McCaffrey, Gibbs, who, who, who we got? Who do I like? One. Who do you? Who do you like as one? Uh, Gibbs, McCaffrey. Um, I think that if you gave me this is my this has been my stance uh, pretty much all uh, the short off season that we've had so far since the fantasy season ended very very short amount of time. This has been my stance. If I if I have this number one overall pick here are the rounds, I've got this number one overall pick in three different leagues. I'm gonna make one of them McCaffrey, one of them probably Brees Hall. The other one probably either Gibbs or Kyron um, or JJ or or something. But I am not going to – I guess my point is I'm not going to draft three CMCs. But I will 100% uh, draft I will 100% draft one of them. Got it, got it. Diversify, uh, what do you my, think about, my guy. Uh, Jay, what do you think about Jaden Reed next year? I think he I, – I hope he's underrated, which I don't think will be the case because – he fits the mold of everybody wants to be the Jaden Reed supporter. Like, don't you feel that way? Yeah. Everyone loves talking yeah. about Jaden Reed. I, I, don't I, th- like, I like Jaden Reed a lot. Yeah, I don't think he's his fan club is going to be, oh, we're quietly on Jaden Reed. No one's quietly on Jaden Reed. He's going to be so popular. No. I, I wonder yeah, if he'll. I want to get him on the low. I wonder, you won't. I wonder if we're going to get, he's going to get so hyped up that you can't even get him. It's going to be high risk. Not that it won't be yeah, worth it in so. one league. But part of me wonders, like, what if he climbs to, like, the third or fourth round? Like, I don't know if he will. It depends. Like, what will depend? Again, so much will depend on the final stage, the final spotlight. You know, he might play one and done, but what if he has 150 yards and a touchdown? He's going in the third or fourth round in 2024. If he goes out with no big splash, maybe he falls. I don't know. It's so it's going to be so, you know, volatile. That we're, All right. we're in a, the court, in a court, quarterback, uh, quarterback stance, what do you think about Stroud? Love him. I mean, you, you got to put him in the. He has to be in the. You got to. You got to put a big range there, because I don't think you can leave out certain guys. Just like you can't equally, you can't leave out Stroud. So I, yeah. I think your preference when you come when it comes down to it, you can certainly have him wherever you want. Obviously, it's a right. free country, but. I think once you get past uh, Allen, Hurts, and you could even, if you wanted to come at me and say Mahomes isn't there, I think they're going to struggle again next year. I have, I have nothing that I can prove to you that that won't be the case. So if you wanted him three, it wouldn't be crazy. But you've got Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, AR5, Stroud, all kind of in a blender. And it's just preference, man. Right. Even Herbert is gonna depending on what coach he gets and what happens there. It's all a preference. But like if you had Stroud three, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you had Stroud seven, there's nothing wrong with that. You cannot tell somebody that they can't have Herbert or or Burrow or all those guys ahead, just like you cannot tell somebody that Stroud won't finish his QB three. For all we know, he could be one to three. You know, he and he, mm-hmm. he doing what he did as a rookie. With two, I mean, we might just transition this pancake stack that we got here over to the triple stack pancake stack because what quarterback and two wide receiver combo is out there that mirrors this Stroud 
Dell and Collins. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's yeah. really the pancake stack of 2024. We might transition the Burrow Chase pancake stack situation over to that, just because I mean, yeah, yeah, it's—it's uh-huh. it's just it—it it, it feels it feels so, as Jimmy G yeah, would say, gonna, it feels I good. Think baby. They're gonna blow up next year. I think so. And uh, I really, I like uh, cigar smoking Burrow, but man, yeah, I do too. He's been going down. Well, Hopefully you know. Uh, you know what I like about Joe Burrow is that he's gonna guys like Stroud will probably rise above above him. Uh, Lamar's gonna probably rise above him, especially if Lamar finishes really really well. Um, even if he loses and you know gets the to the to the conference championship or something and loses whatever, I think this playoffs yeah. this playoff performance that he's about to at least throw down for a game or two will one hundred percent give somebody that like what have you done for me lately taste in their mouth and so i think burrow is gonna be good god i mean hey ron where would you guess joe burrow's adp is gonna be if it was in round what was it in last year it was around like four to six right joe burrow was like in four, yeah like Sometimes yeah. you can even get him later but so don't you I think, think don't you think, think don't you think he's going to be in like the six, seven, eight range this year? I mean, he's going to be a steal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think quarterbacks are going to get pushed down this next year for than they were last year, and I, I yeah, I think he's he could be down the in the eighth, ninth, or tenth round. actually. So yeah, because there's going to be a large, large, more large variety of that. What'd you say, bro? I believe but that's great for. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Would you say there's a larger, uh, a larger variety Mike? of quarterbacks now? There's a oh, lot yeah, more yeah. quarterbacks out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, if Burrow was going in this territory last year, five six, we'll call it. I think that's even a little high. Like Ron said, it might have been lower. I think this year Burrow's going in seven, maybe top of eight. We'll have to see. Wow. And for Burrow, um, this will be when you say wait on a quarterback. I'm gonna have videos this year that are gonna be like. Okay, I'm okay with waiting on a quarterback because you got a, a four to seven quarterback. Granted, he could be seven though, and he's been injured, and yep. you know, it's, you know, you're gonna want to back him up and all that. But like, this is a potential top four quarterback that's sitting in seven eight. I'm fine with the wait on a quarterback strategy, but I'm also very fine spending high draft capital on Hurts, high draft capital on Stroud, high draft capital on a lot of guys. There are a hundred thousand ways to win. And anybody that says not to take a quarterback early is just explaining it wrong because it it really comes down to the apples to apples comparison. It's all always going to be something that I argue against. I'm always going to be an advocate of all draft approaches. You know, can win. And if you draft a quarterback here in round three, and you draft a, a wide receiver in round six, and somebody drafts a wide receiver in round six, and then they get their quarterback. I'm sorry, their wide receiver in round three. Why you you get your quarterback? And then you get your wide receiver here where they get their quarterback. At the end of the day, you're comparing apples to apples. And it's like, who's, who's duo is better? There's, it's just, it's a stupid argument to be like, you shouldn't, you should wait on a quarterback. You should take the player you believe could explode at their ADP every single time you're on the the clock. Sounds good. It's many good talking to you, man. Later, pal. All right, Mike from LA. Yeah, the only reason I say, and I'm not saying us, I'm not saying that 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 we look at quarterback being, but I just think the way like I see, I hear other people 
that aren't us talk. They're trying to push the quarterback back down. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see a big push of quarterbacks go down where we saw them in the second round go down to the third or fourth round next year. And you'll see me telling everybody, yeah, and you'll see me telling everybody, take them. You know, take them, take them, but, but the yeah. probably, probably, I'm going to come out with Smitty's top five commandments or whatever video, and we'll reference it and I'll even play a little, uh, you know, it'll pop up here and I'll have a little, a, a little scene for it. But one of those commandments is going to be diversify, diversify, diversify. So everybody, if you play in three or four leagues, you should have one early quarterback team. You should have one late quarterback team. You should have, and then, you know, if you play in three leagues, Whichever one falls to the right scenario to ha- to double up on one of those, but you should diversify. You should have if you have three number one overall picks, you should not take Christian McCaffrey three straight times. And a Christian McCaffrey truther is going to tell you that's wrong. You should take McCaffrey on. No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. He gets hurt. You're all three of your leagues are done. And so that that's I that's why I'm going to promote early quarterback and also promote late quarterback because they're both amazing strategies. Uh, this super chat here from Aaron says Jaden Reed is my most dra- rostered player in Dynasty. I have him in three different leagues. Packers uh, work off Reed's strengths and wide receiver studying coming. That's what I'm saying, though, Aaron. Everyone's gonna feel that way. Like this is the the worst kept secret in fantasy football, probably walking into 2024. Reed's gonna Reed's everyone's gonna want to be the Reed whisperer. <laughs> it's, no one's gonna be ever. You know, you know when there's like, oh, go ahead, Travis. No, 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 you go, you go. Well, I was just gonna say, you know when it's like, I don't know, somebody on on. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, I don't know, like some social media video where. Uh, never mind. It's gonna be a bad example. I go ahead, say what you're gonna say. Mine was. I, think I was gonna say a similar thing. I was just gonna say I feel like this off season. Um, Jaden Reed and, and Love are going to be like the two guys that everyone, uh, you know, all the outlets or all the social media says, this is your deep sleeper. Don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. It's going to be on everybody's it, 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 I guess. Deep sleeper. I guess what I was trying to say, it reminds me of the guy whistling at the girl walking down the street. You know, he just thinks that no one yeah. else is, is going <laughs> after. <laughs> He's just like, like I was going to give that in a social media example, but that, that's just the best way. It's going to be like, hey. I'll take you in. <laughs> like, no, I know you don't have any prospects right now. You haven't been whistled or honked out all day long. I'm your guy. <laughs> Everybody in the world. The Reed Whispers are going to be out. And so, Aaron, I, I'm glad you already got him in three leagues, Aaron, because you're not going to be able to get him very easily. <laughs> Wicks, um, Wicks is the one I'd be looking at for really good value. I, I agree with that. Wicks is a good one to have. Good this we don't know what's up with Christian Watson. I do like Wicks. Yep, exactly. I do like I'll Wicks. probably be fading Christian Watson more than uh, next year, a little more. I'll take some, but I'll probably fade him, and, and I'll concentrate on getting more value from Wicks. Yeah, I think if Watson falls into double-digit rounds, I'll I'll be scooping him up a lot just in hopes that he stays healthy. But good God, man, that guy is the worst hamstrings in the National Football League. It's unbelievable. If he can, if he can get that on point, though, he could be he could be a bounce back candidate for sure. But he's six four, runs a four three eight. I mean, he's he's a marvel, a specimen. But he's got to stay healthy. Like no one can trust him. Trusting Dotson will be very tough. 
Trusting Watson will be very tough. Those are double-digit round potential guys you add, and maybe you don't even add them. It's the sophomores that we're going to be all aboard. I think London, depending on the situation, I'm very much expecting London's situation to get drastically better. If I had to make an investment now that they bring in the right coach, not Bill Belichick, and they potentially bring in the right quarterback, trading for Fields, drafting a Penix Jr., drafting a, a Drake May, drafting a uh, Bo Nix, whatever the case may be, I, I'm I'm pretty much feeling like the gamble is worth waiting than acting on London and in the in the in the in the potential that he end, you end up missing again. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't feel great about Dotson. I don't feel great about Watson. We we adjust and adapt. We move on. Um, maybe that ends up popping up later, and we're like, "Wow, look how good Dotson is!" Like that could happen. But man, he vanished. And it was weird though, because you look at some of the the metrics, and he was running great routes. But it doesn't yeah, matter. He was, I was gonna say he was fine, but that. He was one of the most confusing ones to me. Like, yeah, they the, just didn't use him enough. The data said he was like, running fantastic routes. Like, really, it was it was quite yeah. quite alarming. <sighs> but and then um, with with London, it just I mean, it just goes to show you Arthur Smith and his offense. But like, London had 900 yards, which you know is decent. But he had two touchdowns, and it's like, how do you get a guy with that big a body and you're not? Going to him in the end zone. You're yeah, your, your name's Arthur Smith, and you're an imbecile. Exactly. That's how that happens. Well, hopefully, you know, in there. What, Ron? Hopefully, you don't get Belichick down in there. Belichick. God, I, I, if Belichick is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, it's it's better than Arthur Smith, but it's nearly as bad. It, it, it's it would be it will be devastating we'd all come in here and we'd try and dress it up the best we can but we'd have to be honest with ourselves and go like Bijan's in trouble like maybe if his adp fell maybe the the general population would react enough to make it worth getting in and staying in but good god man if belichick goes in the in the in the 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 human population doesn't adapt and he costs you a top five overall pick. We're probably not in, but I—that's—that's I, that's one coach. There's a lot of scenarios. I, I hope to God that's not how this ends up. Bill Belichick. I, I really that's wish he would have stayed in New England just so we have him out of the way. But Ben Johnson, hey Trap, Mon, uh, Munkin, uh, Rabel. These are uh, Ron. Are you hearing any more updates on Tomlin? I, I, every time I post this, everybody screams and yells. Tomlin ain't going anywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> every time, I, every time this this graphic pops up, I'm are you hearing? There's and 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 twenty five thirty percent chance, uh, depending on how the playoffs goes. If, if they lose against Buffalo, there's a possibility that that that's what I was stepping down. He's not going to get fired. He'll step down and, and go. He knows he can go pretty much anywhere he wants. So, who are you hoping to get trapped first? Um, well, from the start, I've been saying I like Ben Johnson, but then I was I was actually saying to Smitty earlier, the more I think about it, I'd almost rather, like, Ben Johnson would be happy with. I'd be over the moon to get him. But, um... I almost feel like they need to go and get a GM more than anything. Like, if, if they went and got Adam Peters from San Fran, 
and just gave him the keys and let him pick his own staff. That would be like number one for me. And then, so I guess Ben Johnson is my second. I, I really, I think they're going to stick with Mayo or hire Vrabel. And I'd, I'd rather not. What if they, I, I want new blood in what there. What if they went out, and nobody's mentioned this in a while, what if they went out and got John Gruden? Uh, there's talk about Gruden. I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job. He's going to go to the Saints somehow is uh, what what we're hearing. But I don't think he's in the, any sort of running for a head coach job. I think they're going to eat. I think he's in like think, he's in like a, a PC world uh, politically correct territory. So I like, say he's, he's going to play play the game, rehab his name. Yeah, I mean, there, he, he got a hard deal too. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. There's no there's no path for him right now to go straight into a head coach job, which is really crazy yeah, when you he, think about he's it. You got to climb the ladder. Yeah, he's got to climb the stupid really ladder up. back to it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's really up to the owner and Bar- uh, Kraft. He don't. He don't care. He just wants to bring in the guy that he thinks is going to take him back. Uh, and, and get Kraft, him super- Kraft cares. Kraft low key cares a lot more about um, the PR part of things than people realize. Like, like that whole thing this afternoon with with Belichick and him saying it was amicable. Blah blah blah. Like that was for the TV cameras for sure. Like. Because they could have just held their own press conferences separately or held a press conference and answered questions. But, like, Kraft definitely wanted them to, you know, have a good amicable split and have the TV cameras see it. And and um, I actually think... Well, yeah, because Bell not to be took a, them through Deflategate, took them through um, Spygate. They, I mean, New England had a few gates going on up there under Belichick. All right, hey, hold on a second. Some, yeah, some back... Let me get over to Sebastian. Sebastian, you're back. What's up, pal? Oh, no. I was going to say I didn't take it personally. I just went to the go. gas station to fill up my car, so I had to go over it. Okay. I just want to make uh, sure. I, 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 all right. Well, you got another f- four or five questions? <laughs> no, no, taken. That was it. Okay. Uh, what, what are you uh, What are you thinking here on uh, this coaching situation? Where do you think Belichick goes while you're here? He he goes to he goes to L.A. or Dallas from a real life perspective. As much as it would suck if he went to Dallas, that's it. Yeah, the the way I see Bill Belichick is he's, he's gonna take his time, sweet time on this. And I think uh, it was uh, it was uh, Adam Schefter that said this, and I I agree with it. I think there's. Uh, well, he didn't say this part of it, but he said that you know don't be surprised if he lands on a team that's not in the in the running yet, like Dallas. I think there's a fifty percent chance the team he lands with is not on this board. So like, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, and everyone's gonna be like, no, McCarthy's not getting fired. If they lose against Green Bay, there's a lot of people, not just one or two or some kind of like rumor. There there are significant amounts of very very in touch with the situation people that say that he's getting fired if they lose this game. Oh, anything short of an NFC championship game, he's gone, I think. I, 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 I think Jones is like, anything short of going to the yeah. NFC championship, he's gone. Yeah, so everybody... That's too bad, That's too. Bad too. Well, hey, you know... He, he proved me wrong. Hey. I've never been a big fan of him, but he, he had, like you said earlier, he really adjusted this year and... Turn that offense around. Yeah, but 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 here's the question though, Travis: Is it really too bad? 
because all of a sudden you throw him on this board. Now the New England Patriots. I'm not saying I want him to go there, but now the New England Patriots have a shot at, at getting McCarthy. Now the Atlanta Falcons have a shot at getting McCarthy. Now Seattle or yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. So, like, in a way, you That's know, I, I, but, but we don't want C.D. Lamb to lose this situation, though, either, though. Like that's 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 will, gonna be, that's gonna be a kick to the nutsack, bro. If 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 he ends up, you know, getting you yeah. know getting some sort of like Bill Belichick. So if Bill Belichick goes to the Dallas Cowboys, say goodbye to C.D. Lamb as you know him right now. I'm not saying he won't be a an elite top five wide receiver, but will he be capable of being yeah. wide receiver one or two with Bill yeah. Belichick? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't be quick to assume that he doesn't get get get. Uh, you know, downgraded significantly. Wait, Jerry Jones is a GM, right? Jerry Jones is a lot of things, bro. He's he's he's, uh, he's a runs that organization. He's a GM of the NFL, man. He's uh, Jerry Jones is kind of the. He loves splashy names, man. It's like I could just see him going, "Whoa, Bill Belichick! It's a big name." Look at this. You imagine the kind of sale tickets. McCarthy if they hire Belichick at the same time. Could you see a situation where uh, um, the Giants fire Drabel and hire Belichick? Yeah. I, I think the Giants will be a good... Well... You, you mean... Wait, wait. You, you mean, you mean uh, uh, Dable? You said Dable? Did you say Dable? Yeah, uh, I don't so think they. No, I think you said. I think you said Vrabel. No. Okay, I just making sure. Uh, Dable would be. I don't think he's getting fired yet. I think he's got more time. He's a great. He's a great. I'd want him. I'd want him in the path of P.O. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he's. You getting, know, I, if, if they're looking at it like Belichick, I mean, he's he's available. We'll never have another chance at him. Do you think that they wouldn't go that direction? I don't think they get rid of Dable, but you never know. I don't you, think they do. But I wouldn't write it off. If, um, you, uh, if you don't mind me putting my two cents, I think the issues with the Giants uh, organizations more GMing side rather than coaching. I think the New Jersey's got a solid coach, but I just think the front office just makes some very boneheaded decisions that prevent them from becoming really competitive. You know, it's like. When you have Saquon Barkley versus Daniel Jones, and you give Daniel Jones like forty million dollars a year, yeah, but Saquon Barkley, but who was just keep in mind, bro. The the, offense, you know? Keep in mind, bro. It's a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat league, though. Like yeah. what you're saying makes is, sense, yeah. but it doesn't mean that they don't fire a coach because of it. So yeah, no, I get that. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't I mean, think. I don't think. Uh, I think he's got more time than that. But I, I get what you're saying, Ron. Like now is your chance to get Belichick. He wasn't on the table earlier, but. I don't know. I don't. I, you never know. The, the Giants would be an interesting place. I I know a lot of people. So someone said in the chat they disagree with my C D Lamb take. I mean, what's my C D Lamb take though? That 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 Bill Belichick's gonna downgrade C D Lamb. Like how is that? How is that not a likely scenario? Because McCarthy's got this system in a perfect direction. Like you cannot expect C D Lamb to replicate what he's doing in Dallas. With Bill Belichick's offense, bro, because Bill Belichick's not going to walk in and continue on things the way that Dallas is operating, how they're operating things. He's going to come in and play a whole different type of football. 
So I don't understand how plus, anybody would expect Lamb to, to be the same receiver. He can't be. Not with yeah, Bill Belichick. He's going to run a lot more. Plays defense and run runs the ball. I, I, I don't understand Howard. that. Who, who, who's the one that said that? Howard. Let me... Look, I'm not. I'm not going at your take, bro. I'm just. I'm just answering it. Um, who. Who is it that said that? I disagree. Oh, it's peanut butter and waivers. Yeah. So I'm not going. At, you know, I love you, pal. But uh, I mean, I don't. You can call in and debate it. That's for sure. But I. I think this. This sounds like you're a heavy lamb owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just. You just want it to be the same. But I can tell you right now, Bill Belichick's your coach. You're not getting the same offensive production overall, which will trickle down. What offense? Yeah. What I, offense do you get from Bill Belichick? I don't think offense exists with Belichick. That's the that. problem. What, that's, what offense? No, I, I think if he, I think if Belichick goes to a team with an established quarterback, and even if he puts in, you know, whatever his offensive system is, whether it's with Daniels or someone else, like Smitty said, it, it's going to take a hit because. You know, for sure, pretty cool Patriot way, whatever. They definitely run the ball more. I mean, they're going to bring in another running back and they're going to run the ball more than they did with Pollard this year, probably. So he takes a hit. I don't think, I don't think he, you know, stinks or anything, but he, he can't be a number, number one to three fantasy wide receiver anymore, I don't think. Uh, as much as I want him yeah. to be. Is and then also I put the I haven't put this name on yet because I've been trying to gather all my my I've got a lot going on here that I've been updating lately, uh, but Bobby Slowick is definitely a Houston Texan, uh, definitely in the mix too for coaching you know opportunities like especially if Houston wins this playoff game Bobby Slowick's gonna rise up to at least middle of the pack here he's gonna be in the conversation so like New England you know that wouldn't be a crazy uh, fit. Hopefully he kind of hope he stays. Yeah, Vrabel would be good in New England potentially. I kind of hope Sloick stays and just kind of gets better. He's a young guy. I think he's got something good going. Vrabel to New England and Belichick to Tennessee. I I would love Belichick to Tennessee. (laughs) Put him him somewhere where he can't damage anything. You know, no offense, oh, Titans fans, but I got some Ty J Spears share, so I, I think I would be very interested in not having Bill. Yeah, Belichick but go anywhere near. I, I, <laughs> as much as I love Tajay Spears, I'd rather keep everybody else safe on this board right here. Yeah, I know. You know, g- give them, give them the Carolina, shares. give them the Carolina. They got nothing going on there. They never yeah. will for the next four or yeah. five years. Give them to. You know, uh, you know where Belichick can end up, like for real, that no one hasn't mentioned yet. Where? Go back to Jersey. To the Jets in the division against the old team. And I'm serious when I say this. Actually, Aaron Rodgers is highly offended. So, you know. I mean, with this, with that, though, I mean, the, the GM, the, the I mean, the owner uh, for the Jets has, has came out already and said, we're, we're sticking with Selah until further notice. I think Rodgers has a productive relationship with Selah. He never really took off. Unfortunately, for this year, I, I think I do think so. I think so. Thanks, but I, I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm not trying to debate you on that. I'm just trying to say that, like, the I don't see a head coaching move from the Jets like anytime soon. Like, at least for this, you can't predict them. Yeah. That's so let, let me let yeah, me let me wait. Let me weigh in. Let me weigh in real quickly and just say that had Belichick not entered the chat in the situation, I think. 
whoever was saying that's 100% right. I don't think there's any sort of yeah. change going on in New York. But now that Belichick's available, um, just like Adam Schefter reported when he said it, which I, I don't like when Schefter gives his opinion. He's really good at facts and his connections. And when he starts kind of like guessing, he's horrible. But I think he's kind of right on on this. I think there are about three or four teams that were not in, in the search. And like Ron said, it could be Dable that gets, you know, the, the axe. And then they bring, there's about three or four teams that were not going to move on from their coaching situations that might now say, is it worth it to give Bill Belichick? Because this is the one chance we got. And I know a lot of us believe he's going to dumb down an offense, but there are going to be a few dancing partners out there that say, hey, this will sell tickets. This has got to be the move to make here. We're in shambles. Yeah. Uh, and, and could I see a, a Jets organization saying, you know what? We weren't going to do this. Let's bring Bill Belichick in. Which I, I hope to God doesn't happen. Because <laughs> I, I don't want Brees Hall facing what Ramondre Stevenson faced. I don't want... I mean... I want Aaron Rodgers to be head coach, which is what's going to happen if 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 they the keep things head, the way it is. Aaron Rodgers is head coach. Aaron Rodgers is head first coach. Head coaching quarterback. Nobody nobody tells him what to do. What? Well, well that's that, the relationship that could that work. Brady. Right. That's that could relationship. be the one quarterback. One more. One 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 at one at a time. Hold on. Let's go over to Brogan. Brogan, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, the one team I'll kind of throw in there as sort of like the unexpected surprise team that people haven't really mentioned, but it's definitely a pos- possibility from what I've at least been gleaming from is the Eagles. Because if Sirianni was just round one of the playoffs to the Buccaneers, man, I, like you could, you you know sometimes that they they it can happen, man. I've heard it happen. I heard like some murmurs about Sirianni getting the can. If he just simply cannot get this team together, you know, the well, players only only meeting is not good. I will say, I, I think that the odds are not crazy. Um, they have moved on from a Super Bowl winning coach within two years of winning a Super Bowl. So they clearly move on quickly mm-hmm. if they need to. There are, there are rumors that he's lost the locker room. Uh, perps dropping the $10 hauler. You get a, a moonshot for that, Perps. Jerry's <laughs> World says, Perps, appreciate you. Sorry it took me so long to recognize that. Uh, yeah, I mean, so th- there's definitely the the there's definitely that that you know that unforeseen knee jerk reacting decision that could be made in Philly. It's happened before, but I, it's t- tough to say. It depends on on how how much bad blood is be- there between like Hertz and Sirianni. Sirianni's an arrogant man, and he go to the podium after they they do the gen- uh, gentleman gentlemanly push whatever. People call that tush push. I think that should be a, a band uh, slogan or, or name for it. But uh, uh, I, I think I, he he would li- he literally go to the podium and act like he's this you know genius and he's he's got it all figured out. And the locker room is potentially turned on him a little bit. I, I've heard. I don't know how accurate that is. Jalen Hurts. There's a lot of footage of him rolling his eyes when Sirianni's making him do these you know, fumble drills and such. And there's, so there's a lot of like, and, and the team's just not doing well. Like they're just not in rhythm. They, they lose their OC and they fall apart. So clearly Sirianni isn't as good as everybody thought he was. It's really the pieces that were in place. And maybe he was a good delegator, a good organizer of 
men that organized the actual men. And so I don't know. Uh, Smitty, chill. I'm the I'm a Panthers fan. We don't need Bill there. Problem is, uh, Tepper he isn't a good owner, a control freak. Well, I don't know. I, I I'd rather I, no offense. Yeah, no offense, Aaron, but I want him there because I just don't know if he can damage anything over there. I, I just you know, there's nothing there. There's. Have you ever wondered, okay, the baseball, the Indians were made to change their name. The uh, Redskins were made to change their name. How come the Kansas City Chiefs have never been, like, made there's to change their name? There's, been, there's been conversations about it. There, there, there's, been, there's been a number of conversations about the Chiefs, but uh, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me. Belichick to the Jets says, Sir uh, Devious, uh, you're not the first war- person to say that. Somebody on the phone line said that. Superfish is nobody wants Belichick. I, 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 I think that fantasy worlds and a lot of minds don't want Belichick. A lot of fantasy minds, offensive minds, people that that are that know what time it is. But I don't know that these teams feel that way. The NFL's fickle, bro. This is the same NFL, and everyone here on this list that doesn't have a quarterback that now needs a head coach are the same teams that said no. Not just, we're not sure. They said no to Lamar Jackson. They said no. We don't want Lamar Jackson on our team for two first-round picks. Washington needs a coach. Atlanta Falcons, we don't want Lamar Jackson. Atlanta Falcons need a coach now. The, The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, we don't want Lamar Jackson. Now he's gone. Patriots need a a quarter, a quarterback, and a head coach. Kind of funny. Kind of funny that every one of these mm-hmm. these imbeciles that were running these things from the top down that thought Lamar Jackson was just somebody not worth two first rounders. Which when he got tagged, I came out and said he's gone. He's gone. It's just a matter of not how or when, but at what time today does Lamar Jackson get taken for the two first round picks? Boy, was I wrong. Boy, did I have the wrong temperature of the intelligence of the NFL. And all the coaches in place, these imbeciles that are no longer there because they didn't see the logic. And this isn't just on coaches. It's top level. And a blank didn't want. Arthur Blank said he didn't want anything to do with Lamar Jackson. How's that feel now, Arthur? Like, what the hell's wrong with people? I think people are just uh, just kind of themselves up with the uh, the running back uh, meme that it's been flung at like dual threat quarterbacks for so long. I just think uh, I'm surprised that like no team really was interested. Like I'm surprised. Like uh, well, I'm not really surprised Detroit didn't go after him. I'm surprised a lot of teams just didn't look at this guy with the amount of talent that this that Lamar has and is outputting currently they're, and they're... said. Nah. We can do better. There were two schools <laughs> of thought that I don't think had as much weight to them as people made it out to be. That the NFL owners were locked in arms saying, we're not going to give Lamar this guaranteed money. We're also not happy with him having his mother negotiate the contract as she's stirring a pot of menudo you know, at the kitchen uh, stove with the, the yellow phone with the cord still on it. And she answers it, you know, every time they call, hey, Mrs. Jackson, can we speak to Lamar? Can Lamar come and play? And she's negotiating this contract, apparently. And te- th- so there's those two school of thoughts. But at the same time, again, all it takes is one dancing partner to dance. And it's amazing to me 
that somebody didn't say, I don't care about his mom negotiating the contract. I don't care about what he expects to get. We can still talk to him about, hey, we're not doing that, but we can do this. So I, I didn't I didn't buy into any of that. Locked arms. I'll tell you know you know what it reminds me of when somebody says, Hey, uh, Bob just drafted a second quarterback. You know when you've drafted your quarterback early, you take Josh Allen, right? And you're sitting there in round five and Mahomes is still there. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna cornerstone this and trade him. I'm gonna take Mahomes. And it's a one QB league. And what does the rest of the league do? They say, Don't trade with them, don't trade with them. He's an idiot. He, he grabbed both quarterbacks to try and screw us. Let's all lock arms and no one trade for Mahomes. You know what happens? It takes one weak link. Somebody that says, my team's better with Mahomes. I don't care what promise I made to Bill and Bob and Susan from accounting. I need to make this move for Mahomes. It helps my team. They break the link. They make the trade. It never holds up. So I firmly don't believe that it was owners locking arms against Lamar. There were a lot of other situations that, that you could say that that should have happened to and it didn't. I just think people, uh, I, I think a lot of these teams looked at Lamar as a tough fit for their offense. That was part of the problem. And incompetency, incompetency is the other part. I think that for anybody that wanted him that didn't go down the Lamar Jackson path, they essentially said this is the most awkward plug-and-play quarterback in the National Football League because we can't take him and plug him into our offense. And I, maybe I don't know. I'm Bob, Coach Bob, doesn't know how to, to coach Lamar. Doesn't know how to coach an offense that Lamar fits in. So there were some complexities involved that made some teams not be able to even go after him. But it, it was idiocy at the end of it all that made not one team, not one, go after Lamar Jackson when all he cost was two first-round picks. And now these teams are going to be drooling over the idea of paying probably way more than that price tag in order to bring in their quarterback that they need so badly from top to bottom other than probably this situation well for sure this situation chargers obviously they're not doing anything with herbert he's their starter and and, and honestly there's no way carolina's moving on yet with their quarterback situation and, and levis they might go down that road but everybody here aside from the chargers and the carolina panthers they need a quarterback and these are all starving for a head coach Landing spots as well. How ironic. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. All right, boys. I, I, I got to let you go one at a time. Let's go to Sebastian. You're live. Uh, final 30 seconds, bro. Go. I think Belichick is going to go where we don't expect him to go. It, it can be the most random team it, it could even be the, the damn chief for all we know i do think he's going to go somewhere where we don't think he's going to go yeah i think and i'm almost willing to bet on that uh, there's a 50 like i said i think there's a 50 percent chance the team he lands with is not on in play right now i agree uh, I still think the Chargers are a very, very potentially strong bet for him. I think Harbaugh also is a strong bet for a Chargers landing spot. I think Bill Belichick in Seattle feels like, you know, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, it feels like something that they would want to transition over to. Washington feels like a, a, an opportunity, but I do believe that they're all kind of awkward fits to me. So I do feel like maybe it is not one of these landing spots as well. I think it's a 50% chance of that. All right, Sebastian, appreciate you, bro. Later. Brogan, final 30 seconds, pal. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say this. Um, I think uh, Belichick, uh, I, as long as he gets 
someone on offense or at least like the whoever really has like power in that organization. They just do not do the whole Lone Star model again. I think the damage could be surmised, uh, can be um, shortened, you know, but I think it's going to be a disaster if, uh, if he goes to another team and just does the Lone Star model and just drafts just random random ass like five foot four wide receivers thinking he's just going to get a Julianaman clone again you know it, it, it it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes um my personal prediction is that he's going to go to that new uh united football league you know that's where that's where he belongs just just get him out of the league just go to that new united football league that's not gonna spring happen. football baby yeah. <laughs> i know i just i'm just joking all right but thank you for having me on. thanks brogan we'll see you later bro bro that's brogan everybody the new draven the new Draven. Brogan, Brogan, get a standing ovation. The new, the new Draven. Uh, let's go over to Travis Rowe. Final 30 seconds, pal. Perps gifted memberships left and right. 20. Reach the moon. Perps, you're the man, Perps. We can sit. We can sit here and say all we want that, you know, for fantasy's sake, we don't want Belichick here or there, but one, never underestimate the owners to think completely different than you know we think and possibly stupider than we think sometimes and two look at how much time we're spending talking about him so just off that you know he's going something like there's going to be multiple teams going after him like there's no question as much as we can sit here and say oh that doesn't make sense oh they're not going to want him there's going to be multiple teams after him like i don't doubt that one bit yeah, he's not. He uh, yeah, he's not. He's going to an NFL team for sure. Uh, I just yeah, I just don't know if Bill's gonna go to somewhere where not like we said and like uh, like Shefty reporter right when it happened. You know, he got to look at four, five, six teams that are not on this list. And Ron's example is possible. Like, could the Giants, who had no thoughts whatsoever of moving yeah. on from from Dable, say, you know what? Dable, sorry, we we didn't know that that uh, Bill was available to date, so we're gonna go ahead and say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna either be friends or we gotta end this. Uh, you I never know. What? Who? Dable? Oh yeah, da- and that, and you know, I, hey, I take Dable for the Patriots in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, that that's a it's an amazing situation if if Bill goes to the Patriots or the Giants. And now Dable becomes available. Now Dable gets to go work with Justin Herbert, you know, or yeah, Atlanta to get, get a quarterback. Yeah, or 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 Penix Junior in well, Atlanta. Let's say gets a high draft pick, goes to the Patriots, and uh, drafts his uh, quarterback that uh, Belichick couldn't do. Yeah, that, that that would be good. And if he took JD, yeah. if he took JD five, if if Dable went to the Patriots. Bill went to the Giants, and the Patriots took JD five, and he got to work with Dable. I'd be to the moon. You'd actually have me excited about that. If that actually happened, and then next year the Giants and the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, (laughs) I mean, usually that's how the script works. You know, when you when you think about it, when you think about it, look at the script. I mean, the script is crazy. You've got uh, you've got. You've got the Cleveland Browns going up against Deshaun Watson's former team. You've got yep. you've got Tyreek Hill going up against his former team. You've got 
You've yeah, got Goff Goff and, and Stafford were traded for each other. They're going up against each other. I mean, the, the, the script is the script is here. The script is real. Yeah, my, Miami clearly the lost that game, so they got yeah. last week. It was set up. <laughs> you can't you can't make this stuff up. All right, uh, Travis. Um, anything yeah. else? Um, oh, last thing I'll say is. Uh, the, the perfect Belichick thing would be if he went to the Jets and you know got like the, got the wins record playing against the Patriots or something as a Jet. That'd be like perfect circle world, you know. But I, I don't think he'll go there. Yeah. All right, Travis. Yeah. Uh, Ron, anything right, else? Thanks, Woody. Yeah, later, pal. Ron, anything Talk else? Later. Bye. Perps, thank you for the gifted. No, news. I'm just sweating, I'm sweating some underdog golf and some underdog uh, basketball tonight. I'm, I'm actually. Right now, I'm in good placing. I'm in uh, seventh and one, and then nineteenth uh, uh, and another. Yeah, underdog fantasy so, promo code Smitty. Uh, underdog. Hit that hit that link that's in the description of the video. Uh, underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. I'm gonna probably uh, maybe I'll do a little quick draft here. Maybe we'll do a quick little drafty poo. Let me drop. Uh, let me drop the underdog link right now. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Link has been dropped in the live chat, pal. So hit that link if anybody wants to get in on this draft with me. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Let's see if I can get in here. All right, so we're going to go over to the draft tab. I'll wait for everybody a little bit. And we'll we'll go to the, let's see here. Mitten for five dollars, which is like one, two, three, four, like the fifth card. So swipe over. I haven't hit it yet. I'm gonna have you guys click it and click the green button in one second. Don't jump in yet. Uh Ron, uh, if you want to draft, we're gonna jump into this. I'm gonna get off the phone here just so I can focus on this and then I'll be out of here. And then I'll come back for a dynasty stream if anybody wants to to do a dynasty <laughs> show later tonight. Perfect. Travis just said, "I keep the lights on at Underdog Headquarters." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron's definitely on there. They, they, you know, like if there were free rooms, they would give like Ron the comps if there were comps available. Hey, hey, Ron, drink comp. tickets. Actually, they give me a, a percentage of rake. I got like forty some dollars back last week. I got thirty eight dollars back this week for. For drafting in there, so cigar, cigarette, <laughs> drink tickets, please. All right, uh, Ron, we'll see you later, bro. All right, later. All right, I'm gonna jump into this. So, click the anybody that hasn't clicked the underdog link yet. Um, let me let me pin the link underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. If you don't get in right now, just go through the process now, get signed up so you don't miss out the next time. We're gonna do this all off season long. So, click the mitten four, click the green button now. And these are $5 entries. I'm going to wait about 8 to 10 seconds to, to let the YouTube delay catch up so we all jump in at the exact same time. This is how we get into the drafts together. Uh, hit that link, Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Again, they'll double your first deposit up to $100. So do it, do it live. All right, here we go. We're doing one draft here, and maybe we'll come back and do another. These are, these are the mitten. Four more to start. Three more to start. Look at that bad boy fill up so quickly, ever so quickly. If you got into one right before this, if it filled up real quick, don't worry. You're just going to use the strategy we're deploying here to dominate the draft you're in. It doesn't matter if we're in the same draft. 
It's fun sometimes, and sometimes it's fun to be in the draft right before or after so you can see what's going on. Perps got in the in the draft here. Goldman, myself, uh, Slater's in here, and I don't know that I rec- recognize Tampa. So here we go. Doing it live from the four pick. Your boy's drafting. Now, the way the mitten works is, I believe it's 20K to first place, I believe. The way the mitten works is you're drafting a team that can survive every round of the playoffs. So let's say you draft, uh, and we'll just use this side because I don't want to move this, or that we can talk about the Niners. Let's say you draft an all-Niner team and an all-Baltimore Raven team. You don't have a single player on any other teams. You will lose because you have to, in a mitten, get through round one. So you have to draft a balance of wildcard teams. And if you are banking on, you know, the Buffalo Bills to go all the way because they play every single round in your scenario, it would be a good investment for you to grab Buffalo Bill players. If you believe the Niners and the Baltimore Ravens will be in the Super Bowl together, you have to have those players or you're not going to have any players left in the Super Bowl round. This is not a weekly contest. It is a who survives to the end. And you have to have the right combination of wild card players and and Super Bowl, you know, showing players. And that could be wild card teams. So, you know, that's the way it works. All right. CD Lamb goes number one overall. Lamb chops, baby. Perps is on the clock. And then Goldman is next. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. They'll double your first deposit up to $100. Link is pinned in the live chat. Link's in the description of the video. Christian McCaffrey goes number doch. Your boy's on the clock next. Why was Pete Carroll removed? I don't know, bro. Uh, You know, why is he not trying to go somewhere else is, is the bigger question. Because he seems to still want to coach, and maybe that maybe changes his mind about you know being where he is. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen as my first drafted player, and that that jives with my bracket, right? And not that I have to always draft the same bracket, uh, same team that matches this bracket. I do variations, but if I believe the Buffalo Bills will show up in the Super Bowl, whether they win, lose, or draw. They are going to score points for me at every single round. So that's going to kind of be a build that I'm considering going all in on right in this particular. It was time for good old Pete, says Matto. Okay. Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel went before Brock Purdy. I'm on deck. I'm on deck. Here we go. Patty Mahomes. Um, this is a tough. detected at the front door. Ziggy, show me the front door. This is a tough one. I'm prob. Okay. I'm probably gonna say. Jeez, man. I hate doing this, but I kind of want a couple. I want Amon Ra. I just I want somebody to go the distance, and if I'm banking on the Buffalo Bills, Ziggy off. Got an Amazon delivery. What is that? What did I order? I don't know. Say flowers. Okay. 
Guys, hit that like button on the way in and out. Yeah, Diggs is such a disappointment, but I get production the entire the entirety of the of the uh, of the mitten tournament if if the Bills do go to the Super Bowl. So it's it's tough to not take like a guy like CD or uh, uh, St. Brown, but I just don't know that I'm going to get St. Brown to go more than one game. I want him to. I'll be rooting for it for sure. Pollard, Dak Prescott, Amon Ra, Zay Flowers, all those guys got taken. Christian McCaffrey and Amon's pretty pretty solid there, Burps. I like it. I like it, broski. What got delivered? Tyreek on deck. <sighs> Kyron, nice pick. Uh, let's go with... With Jameer Gibbs. Go with Jameer Gibbs. Doing it live. Allen, Diggs, Gibbs, do it live. Motion detected at the front door. What did I order from Amazon? Sneaker has arrived. My sneakers. Is are. this delivery update helpful? Yes. Thank you. Thanks for your feedback. Okay. They're running shoes. Running shoes I ordered. According to Trips. Ziggy Day, off. Uh let's go with I guess Travis Kelsey. I don't this is kind of a weird build now. Kind of a weird build. We're kind of building a, a strange squad because of the advancement, you know. But at the same time, you got to get through each round. The problem is right now, as it stands, I need the the Detroit Lions to go to the Super Bowl, or I need the Bills to go to the, you know go to the Super Bowl. And I still need some other pieces, but that's okay. I still got time to build around that. But it's possible I. I don't have the right combinations, but we'll see. We'll see what we can put together here. I've got some ideas. I got some sly, slick potential maneuvers up my sleeve. It's such a tough it's such a tough thing to do in building. Um man, like this next pick I might be I might be off my rocker here, but I think I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Jalen Hurts. It, it this is not the smartest build for sure, but at the same time, Allen and Hurts probably give me competitively 
a very strong shot, assuming the Eagles can advance of dominating quarterback scoring for a while. And then I do need I do need the Buffalo Bills to advance. I at this point I do for this for this to, to work out. But let's let's go ahead and and check it out. Do it live. We have uh, at RB. Wide receiver, what do we got here? We'll go Mostert. This is just a grab bag. think this team can win this team is gonna go to the to the final to the final round and then just crap the bed <laughs> they're, they're, I just couldn't pin I couldn't pin together the right amount of Buffalo Bill players with a, an, a, an NFC team but maybe maybe the I mean if the Bills face off against the Detroit Lions I've got three players as of this moment that could be in that game so I'd be okay but it's it's not something that I'm excited about this this particular build. But I I do like the odds of this team getting into the final round. But that's not the name of the game. Let me let me see if I can I can I can self correct this. I might be able to actually correct this and make this work. I think I got a shot here. I think I got a plan of attack. But the problem is they keep drafting the best player available. This should be a weeklies team. I'm drafting a fantastic weeklies team that can win any given individual week. Okay. Uh, Double down on on this um, Detroit Lions situation. Definitely not my not my favorite team for sure. Really banking on these Lions and I got a couple ideas though. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? On deck. Uh, so if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I've got Josh Allen. I've got Diggs. And right now, if I get Philly to go, I'll have Goddard and Jalen Hurts. And obviously, I can't use both Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. So technically speaking... If the Eagles and Josh Allen face off, I'm getting Josh Allen, Diggs, with the option of Hurts or Josh Allen, and Goddard. So that's that's four or three players right there. And we're I got two picks left, right? Two picks left.
All right, I'm, I'm almost on, on deck here. More markers? No, it wasn't more markers. But I could order more markers. I might be running out here soon. Okay, here we go. On deck in T-minus five seconds. Purpose is picking right here. Purpose's team is pretty good. Stroud, McCaffrey, Swift, Amon Ra, Hill, Devonta Smith, and Joku. Nico Collins just drafted Singletary. I like this. He's predicting a Houston Texans situation. I like it. That's solid. I'm on the clock. Uh, quite honestly, I think Shakir at least gives me a player. This is a pretty good strategy for me, given the situation. Um, you know, g given I, I, if the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I have Josh Allen, I have Diggs, I have Shakir, and... I still have Hertz and Goddard on the other sides, you know, or the Lions players. So I, all I really need here is an RB, somebody that can show up either Philly, a Philly running back, Gainwell's uh, a thought, or Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny. Let's just go Gainwell and hope that you get something out of Gainwell. So. I've got a full I got a full potential team if Philly faces off against the Buffalo Bills. Where I started drafting Gibbs and and taking players that still get me wild card rounds, help me advance, it's not a big deal. But just so anybody knows while they're structuring a team, you gotta be able to field a five you gotta be able to field a lineup in the Super Bowl or you're you really have no shot at winning. But you can make it to the final round, but you just won't, won't have a shot at winning. So I am rooting for a Josh Allen versus Hurts situation where I get one of those quarterbacks scoring, you know, in the Super Bowl enough to be my quarterback. And then I've got Gainwell at running back in that scenario. I have Mostert, Monty, and Gibbs helping me get there and then not making it to the Super Bowl. Diggs is going to be in the Super Bowl according to this team. Kelsey helps me get there, but won't be there. Goddard will be there. Shakir will be there. So Diggs, Goddard, Shakir, Gainwell, Josh Allen, Hurts. That, that's the team. Let's see what I got ranked. 404 points. The highest scoring projected team. That's what I'm talking about. Not that it matters, but it does make you feel warm and fuzzy inside when they say you have the highest projected scoring team. Let's roll. Perps got 244. Don't let that bog you down, Perps. I still like the squad and the build. Looks nice and creative and crafty. Second highest scoring team with Slater. Mahomes, Tua, Goff, Devon Achan, Debo, A.J. Brown, Pukunakua. A.J. Brown's injury is going to definitely either help, you know, help or hurt you, depending on if he can come back from it, but... That's how you do a, a, a draft, ladies and gentlemen. Clearly, it liked my strategy. It thinks I'm going to score a lot of points, but what happens and what, what actually happens and what the system thinks will happen are two different things. But there you go. Dual mitten. Do it live. Appreciate you all. I'll see you all later. Deuces. Live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Live whenever big news breaks like we did this morning with Bill Belichick. Saturn men, there are six of them. The Saturn men, 
One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Don't forget, Jameer Gibbs is the newest addition, and there's reason for it. The guy's an absolute monster. There's science behind it. A lot of people don't understand there's actually uh, molecular biology and science behind why Jameer Gibbs is a top five running back. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. This man, Jameer Gibbs, he looks better than Kamara looked coming out of college, more prepared to become Kamara. Schmitty, did you just say Gibbs was more prepared to become Kamara than Alvin Kamara was prepared to become Kamara? <laughs> Gigawatt components don't lie. The flux capacitor continuum megabolt fluctuation diameter doesn't lie. And it all comes down to this man producing elite numbers. If you divide the component structures of every single flux capacitor asset that's in the continuum quantum mechanic revolt, it ends up telling you that these numbers extrapolate to those numbers. It's not that difficult. It's rocket science, but it's not that difficult. And if you don't understand it, there's the door. See you all tonight on the Dynasty Channel.